as artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore, AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing. They're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us go to gigantic.is that's gigantic.is and save your seat for our january cohort your potential is gigantic and we're here to help you reach it go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today So today we're talking with S.C. Moadi, the author of Mobilize, a fantastic new book on mobile and what companies can do to do mobile right. And so we're going to talk about mobile, we're going to talk about data, and we're going to talk about Facebook because she was at Facebook when Facebook was figuring out mobile for the first time. And we were going to hear how Facebook almost didn't make it. People were worried that they might not figure out mobile in time and they were in danger of going under. So this is a story I had never heard. It's fascinating to hear it from her. So stick around. We're going to get right into it. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. The podcast. 
podcast where we explore startups from funding to growth, from culture to sales and everything in between. I'm Michael Saka. And I'm Joelle Goldman. All right. On to our interview with S.C. Moadi, author of Mobilized. So, so welcome. Really excited to have you on today. Talk about some data, talk about mobile. Why don't you, you kind of give us the, the background on your history. I mean, you have a long history with technology. Give us the background on, on some of your experiences leading up to writing this book. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me, Michael. It's great to be here. Um, so I've always been passionate about technology. I started with uh, my master's in electrical engineering. And then for most of my career, I've been um, the past you know, 10, 12 years uh, building mobile services that um, today are used by billions of people at companies like Facebook and Nokia and Trulia. I've also had my, my own company which I sold as a, a talent acquisition um, to Facebook. And um, about a year ago, a publisher reached out to me and said, hey, you know, um, would you be interested to write a book on mobile? And it had always been on my you know, bucket list to, uh, to write a book, so I jumped on the occasion. And um, it's been a, a really a great experience. The book um, just went out, and it's on a, a bunch of bestseller lists right now. And um, very excited to uh, to share it with the world. And so, f- from reading the book, w- what are we to learn? What are we going to take away when when we read this book? Right. So the book itself is called Mobilized: An Insider's Guide to the Business and Future of Connected Technology. And what I discuss there are a few things. Um, firstly, I talk about. Uh, what this mobile revolution is is all about, and and how you know every company that I talk to today wants to become mobile first, and that's a bit of the you know million dollar question, like what do I need to do to become mobile first? <laughs> right. Uh, and um, so I talk about you know what it takes to become mobile first, and then I talk about the rules behind all uh, successful mobile products, and. Um, I base that on not just my um, you know twelve years of experience in in Silicon Valley building mobile products, but also on dozens of interviews with founders and execs at uh, Airbnb and Uber and Lyft and Pandora uh, and many other um, companies. Um, and and you know a lot of what I learned uh, through that is that um, mobile products are extensions of ourselves. And I'm just just talking about smartphones. I'm talking about all devices, right? So include Internet of Things, connected car, everything that basically works in context. So mobile products are extensions of ourselves. So when we think of the best mobile products, we want to think of our best selves. Mm. So I use the mind, body, spirit to describe that. So we all want to, you know, body, we all want to look good. Uh, spirit, we all want to have meaningful lives. And then mine, we all want to keep learning and growing. Well, exactly the same applies to our mobile products. We want them to look beautiful. We want them to give us meaning, uh, which they do through a lot of data. And then we want them to keep learning and growing with us. So how are some of those CEOs, how are they approaching um, you know, the next generation of mobile applications? Yeah, that's that's a great question because you know if you think about um, services and, and and what's going to work, you think of who's going to use them and who's going to build them. 
And so um, I, I, I think the, the best description I, I read on the millennial generation is a digital native, of course, so a lot of comfort with technology, expect technology to be there everywhere, but really um, three things, confident, connected, and open to change. And it, it sort of circles back to you know your theme on data where confidence, you expect things to just work, right? Mm-hmm. There is no patience for you know getting into the weeds, looking under the hood. Um, connected, um, it's all about personalization. And I think that right now we're really just scratching the surface. You know, we're grabbing your location, we're grabbing your identity, but we don't do too much with it. Um, we don't do too much with all that information, all that data. And then open to change, it goes back to that theme of, you know, constantly learning, constantly growing. And so how do you see, um, I guess, how have you seen the industry grow and evolve and and where do you see some of the the trends going um as we we can integrate more and more data and and learnings into moa the mobile industry is only a decade or so old if that yes well you know where i see it going i think there are huge opportunities around uh, virtual reality, uh, especially when I look at what Facebook is doing with Oculus, um, I had a chance to um, to use their their headsets, and I got transported into a Syrian refugee camp. Right, wow. so I followed a little girl for a full day, you know, from her home to the computer lab and 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 all that, and it completely changed my perspective. Right, so I think that this is a huge tool to to make us more empathetic open us up to, to others just by, uh, you know, giving us that, that complete immersion into uh, new experiences. And then in healthcare, I mean, the, the, the field of healthcare is so broken right now. If you, if you look at the cost of healthcare, 75% is spent on um, managing chronic diseases like obesity, diabetes, and all of that. And, and the way that we treat that is mostly reactive. So, okay, problem, solution, right? Problem, we're going to fix it, right? As opposed to um, proactive, where we monitor using data, using mobile devices to make sure that people, you know, are able to live with their chronic diseases and live better. And then another area where I see a lot of opportunities is um, connected cities. So here I look at the city of Montreal, and they conducted this amazing experience where they linked local merchants with public transportation and then with uh, community action. They said, well, if you take public transportation instead of taking your car, first of all, you save a tree, right? So because you save energy by not taking your car. So we'll gamify that experience a little bit and you're going to be saving a tree. And then second, when you come out of the you know, public transportation or the subway, we'll throw um, local offers to you. And the results were amazing. First of all, it created whole communities around the environment. And second, these merchants saw their offer convert five to 10 times more than just the regular other offers. So I think there are just so many different ways that we can use you know, data, mobile devices um, to make our lives better. It's, it's, uh, it's very exciting. Is there any downside to, to, to this um, you know, with more and more people on their phone, more invasive um, forms of like advertising. Is there a downside? Are we going to get a backlash? 
Um, so I don't, I don't think we're going to get a backlash, but definitely there are downsides. Um, you mentioned some of them, <clears throat> like people, uh, you know, sort of disconnecting from groups and communities. Uh, I think, you know, very much um, it's a situation where the, the jury is still out. So you see a lot of, you know, it's almost like a cliche to hear people complain about, you know, a rude person on the bus or a friend who like check out, you know, during dinner or things like that. Um, if you look at uh, research, um, like uh, the University of Florida did a study that shows how mobile um, people who use their mobile product uh, intensely are actually more connected. They have uh, access to more people, access to more resources. So, you know, the jury is still out on that, you know, sort of connection primarily because we have not established social norms and rules for how we interact in the world with our mobile products. Yeah. Where, where I think there's a, a bigger backlash is everything that has to do with uh, privacy um, and, you know, uh, all the movements that are going on, on in, uh, in Europe right now and around the world around um, ad blocking um, and and uh, and uh, privacy control and and data control and uh, right of uh, right to be forgiven. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a big conversation to be had, um, and it's an important one because uh, we need to get some of this. You know, we need to know the rules, uh, the the playing field because it's all so new. Um, but what are you know when we're talking about smaller companies? Um, what are what are some of the things that they're missing when they're going mobile um, that maybe they should be paying a little bit more attention to? Yes, um, that's a great question. Um, a lot of times, you know, I, I see companies have very, very um, basic um, questions. Um, you know, should I build an app versus have a website versus go on tablets and so on? So it's sort of a technical choice of platform. And these choices, to be honest, um, they're, they're fairly uh, simple depending on, on your business. Um, most of the time, you know, people will like, will start with um, mobile website, learn, optimize, and then they will convert to, you know, other platforms. What, what I don't see them do is, um, is um, two things. One, um, I don't think they use enough data. So for example, they will go live and, and launch before testing and iterating or they will not um, personalize the experience enough, and the bar is very high on mobile, so mm. not using enough data. And then another uh, mistake that I see them do is when they start using data, then they get caught into the data, and they don't look at you know, what really is the essence of mobile, which is it makes us more uh, or better humans, yeah. right? mobile products being extensions of ourselves. So I'll, I'll give you an example a lot of people today are talking about growth hacking. And while I think that's very valuable and it really gets uh, results and drive metrics, often you sort of lose the forest from the tree, you reach incremental returns, and you have to think a bit more creatively about what people want, what's going to take your service to the next level. And I don't see a lot of um, companies necessarily do that. I see them sort of race for the app store or, or race for the bots as opposed to think a bit more creatively. Mm, yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think of the new bot explosion, um, or at least the focus on it? Is it uh, is it the next frontier? I, I don't think so. I yeah. think um, people are, 
you know, uh, looking for a way to get attention outside of the app store. It's virtually become impossible unless you're a major brand and you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars um, weekly or monthly uh, raising your brand to, to get attention in the app stores. Mm. So think about, you know, your smartphone, you have one icon where you get attention, which is the app store. Where else, like what other icon could you get attention from? And that's why, you know, all these messaging platforms are sort of emerging as basically another form of app store. Uh, I think this is, you know, going to work for a few companies because if you think back at the uh, rise of the app store, you know, companies like Pandora, Instagram, MyFitnessPal emerged from uh, being early uh, members of the app store. So on messaging, the same thing will happen. But that's not the real solution. It's sort of a, a linear solution, like same problem, just different icon. Uh, what I think is a better solution is to have brands work together to cross promote. So instead of a sort of a linear, like, let me get attention through you know, an app store or, mes or messaging, uh, it's more of an end to end, like, let me cross promote you when it makes sense mm. uh, approach that, that I think is going to be more disruptive. Okay, interesting. Um, and, and then the other thing we have to talk about with with mobile is millennials. Um, w w what have you learned um, about you know kind of the next generation of mobile users and and how they're interacting with technology? Yeah. So you know, I, as as I was mentioning earlier, I think you know the the description that I use confident, connected, open to change. So they will demand, and they already demand products that are, you know, beautiful, like they just work. That's the confident part. Um, product that are always personalized and, and always, um, you know, feel, feel that they are meaningful. That's the uh, connected part. And then products that keep evolving with them. And that's the open to change. So, you know, we're going full circle and back to that uh, mobile formula of mobile products have to be beautiful, give us meaning and help us learn. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and how can, um, what kind of data are, are you using um, when designing in order to make sure that you're hitting the right points, that you are adapting properly? Are, are there ever any false positives or, or gotchas that you've seen over the years um, that smaller companies can learn from? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so the, the, one of the most, um, useful way to, to learn, <clears throat> um, from a, you know, kind of a systematic perspective is, is instrumentation. And, um, when I, when I look at the landscape out there, you know, there's like 350 mobile analytics tools. Um, I, you know, I, I think really you need two. One is you need an attribution tool, um, to track everything that happens outside of your product. And two is you need an analytics tool to track everything that happens uh, inside your product. And you know, if you want some <clears throat> specific names or recommendation, um, feel free to, to shoot me a note on, on my website. It's scmoati.com. Cool. Now, yeah. that's on the, that's on the um, uh, sort of analytical uh, data-driven part. Um, back to you know, my earlier point about the fact that we need to also take a step back and, and understand human behaviors and how that in affects mobile. Um, what I've seen work uh, very, very effectively is doing uh, so-called ethnographic studies, which is basically following a customer 
through, you know, the journey of how they use your product or would use your product if you're a very young company. And why I think that's important is because unlike any other technology before, mobile uses your context and your real identity. And so that's why following somebody, you know, across like different places that they're going and different things that they do during their day, uh, during their day is uh, so important. Ah, uh, yeah. So, and, and how do you do that? I mean, I, I've never actually done that kind of study on, on an app. Um, what does it look like? Yeah, um, that's, um, you know, there, there is no tool today that will, um, you know, uh, deliver you a, an ethnographic report on your, on your users. So it's a, sort of a, a long form of usability study where you pick, you know, um, 12 to 15 um, users or, or potential users and you, you know, sort of follow them, derive a number of segments and and uh, and a number of behaviors, and you know, again, like happy to discuss that uh, in in more details or with a specific context. Um, you can you can grab me on on my website. Cool. Um, and and is this something that is achievable for you know companies that are at an earlier stage? I think not only is it achievable; it's really a must-have. Okay. If you if you think of um, you know. Uh, mobile companies that are young and, and trying to really solve the problem, you want to make sure that um, they are basing their work on like real people, real life, real context, as opposed to, you know, like a, a desire to um, abstractly change the world or, or something like that. Very cool. Yeah. So what, um, what I guess, is there any other, um, advice that you would want to give to a, a someone who's approaching mobile now um, with their business for the first time? Well, the, the big thing I would say is uh, if you're starting uh, your mobile strategy now, you're very late in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and so you want to hurry. Uh, and that would be like, a, you know, kind of a, uh, my, my most valuable piece of advice for companies just starting with mobile. If you're a new company and you uh, are just starting in your business, then mm -hmm. you want to think of your mobile, of, of your business as, as, you know, what is called mobile first. So, uh, uh, you know, a, a mobile interface with everything else behind it, like a, a huge back office that does everything else that you know, a regular business does. Um, because if you think about it, right, uh, companies that uh, were massive companies two to three years ago no longer exist today because they've been taken over um, by the mobile revolution. Companies almost died uh, because they almost missed the mobile revolution, Facebook being one of them. So you, you mm. want to make sure that you don't, you don't miss that boat because it's a, it's a boat that's, uh, that's really uh, going to, um, um, you know, that, that, that replaces and recycles entire industries within a couple of years. Was there really a time when Facebook was worried about mobile, like they had fallen behind? Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you'll remember reading some articles saying, you know, Facebook is going to die because it doesn't get mobile. Uh, Facebook has tons of users on mobile, but zero revenue and so on and so forth. So there was really a, a, a huge transition on the part of the company. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right. Well, well, thank you so much for, for coming on. Where do we get the book? Where do we keep up with you um, and the, the future things that, that you're, you get into? 
Thank you. So um, my website, scmoati.com, S-C-M-O-A-T-T-I.com, which is where you can uh, follow me, get my newsletter, um, and a bunch of other resources. And then my book is also on my website and uh, on Amazon and uh, all the major uh, retailers. And it's called Mobilized. Perfect. Yeah, we'll link to it in the show notes um, and on the site as well. So you can go there to, to find it. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time here. Hey, thank you, Michael. Great talking with you. Whew, wasn't that a good one? So if you want to read Mobilized, you can find it on Amazon. Just search Mobilized. Or you can find the link on our site, rocketship.fm, under the interviews section. Big thanks to our sponsors for today's episode, Design Crowd. Go to designcrowd.com forward slash rocketship and get $100 off your next design project. And of course, segment.com. Go to segment.com forward slash rocketship and get $300 off their team plan. You need segment, so just go there, sign up, support Rocketship. On Wednesday, we have an amazing show coming up. We are going to be looking at the strange ways that companies use data and the amazing things that they can do with it. Things that we had never thought about, you probably haven't thought about, and so you're going to want to tune in. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe. Leave us a review. If you've listened this long, just leave a review we owe it to us at this point right you're like the the guy or girl at the party just hanging out way too late and the hosts just want to go to bed but you know you're still here still wanting more so in itunes in google play wherever you get your podcast just leave us five stars and then we'll call it even you can follow us on twitter rocket ship fm or Follow me at Michael Saka or Joelle at Joelle Goldman. All right, we'll see you back here in just a couple days.